0: We know that women control trillions of dollars in this market. We know that minorities are becoming the majority in this country and they're college educated and they are, um, they've got money and they have different money culture issues. And so we've got to learn about them, and bring more of them into this profession so that we can all learn and get better skilled at serving the clients of the future.
1: Does talking about your money make you cringe? Are you tired of fighting about finances? Do you want to stop sabotaging your financial happiness? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to Breaking Money Silence, a podcast series aimed at helping all of us talk more openly about money. Your host, Kathleen Burns Kingsbury, is a wealth psychology expert who is doing what she does best, speaking about taboo topics. International speaker, author, and founder of KBK Wealth Connection, Kathleen understands money and our relationship with it. Over the past decade, she has empowered thousands of people to break money silence at home and at work. Now, here is Kathleen.
2: Today, I have a very special guest on the Breaking Money Silence podcast. It's Kate Healy. She's the managing director of Generation Next, focused on advocacy for sustainability issues facing the RIA industry. RAA is registered independent advisor, if you're not familiar with that. Um, Kate leads the TD Ameritrade Institutionals Next Gen and Women's Leadership Initiatives. That's how we met many, many years ago. And she supports the future of the profession through programs designed to raise visibility, provide support and resources to guide professional development of next generation of advisors. She, her bio goes on and on. Um, She's done a lot of great things. I think what's most important is she's a cool, powerful woman, and I'm happy to have her on the podcast today. Welcome, Kate.
0: Thanks, Kathleen. I'm so excited to be here.
2: So the myth that you decided to bust wide open today is the financial advising profession is an old boy's network. Wow, there's a loaded myth. So tell me what motivated (laughs) you to pick that one, Kate.
0: I think that everyone just has this perception that financial advice is just men. It's all men. They're over 50 and they're white. And they have this perception because that's what we keep saying. We talk about the lack of diversity, the lack of women in the profession, and that's not untrue. But I also feel like the more we keep saying that, we're scaring people away. And there is growth and there is there are changes and we can talk about them all, but we're starting to see progress. And so I think that. Us always saying that this profession is all full of men and we need to get diversity is also what is having more diverse people say, well, I don't want to be the first one, or I don't want to have to work so hard, or, you know, if it's an all-boys network, is it going to be that difficult for me to break in and really be included? So I think that's the myth we have to bust wide open so that we open up the doors, you know, for Generation next and that's everybody who's not here today.
2: So that isn't just the millennial generation, right? no. So when I talk about Generation
0: Next, I'm talking about millennials, Gen Z, but I'm talking about women. I'm talking about people of color. I'm talking about veterans returning to the workforce, moms returning to the workforce. We know that we have a shortage of financial advisors. There are 100,000 advisors expected to retire over the next decade, but we also... That's just counting the people that are giving advice to people today. When you think about all the people that actually don't have a financial advisor because they don't even know they could qualify or that someone can help them with their finances, I think that number gets much bigger. And in order for us to fulfill that, there's great financial planning programs out there, but they're still only graduating a few hundred students a year. We need to start looking at bringing people in from other professions, career changers, bringing people back into the workforce who have are veterans or raising their family, And then also bringing in that younger, the younger cohort to really interact in the more diverse cohort. Because when you think about this country, in the next decade, we are going to become a majority minority in the next two decades, a majority minority country. It's already happening in school-aged children in 10 states today. So everyone is going to look different. And we need people that are going to understand different people's cultures and how they think about money and all the great things that you do on this podcast about breaking money silence really educating everyone about the fact that they can get help with their money, but then also about this fact that you can be a great financial planner and help people with their money.
2: It's interesting. I was at an event the other day, and this topic of the Old Boys Network came up, and you raise a really good point that if we keep talking about it, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But at the same time, if you look around some of the Meetings you go to, conferences you go to, there are a lot of middle-aged white men. So what do you say to somebody who's listening in that says, but it is an old boys network?
0: Go to different conferences. Go to the regular conferences where that's what you see. I I laugh. I'm here at Nafafet, and I was just in a session, and the whole room was people under the age of 40. It was predominantly women because the, the topic was Women but there were people of color, there were some young men there. You've got to open up your horizons. Yes, there is a, a lot of men in this profession, but there are different groups that are starting to change that. And so taking a look at organizations like XY Planning where all the planners or most of the planners are young because they're dealing with young clients. Go to the sessions that you might ignore when you're at a conference that maybe you think are, oh, it's about diversity or it's about women. I don't really need to worry about that. Well, when you go into that session, you're going to be the minority if you're a, a, a middle-aged man. So when you're, you've got to change your perspective a little bit. If you look for everyone to look like you, that's what you're going to see. But there are people that may be on the fringes of those conferences. Maybe they're not in all of the sessions that you're in. Take a look at getting diversity around some of the breakout sessions that you go to, and you'll start to see diversity in the actual people that are attending the conference. We know we do, you know, at TV Ameritrade, we try to get as much diversity to the conference as we can, it's hard, but just also providing an atmosphere that makes it fun so that there is that younger vibe. So, you know, we don't wear suits at our conference. We don't wear suits at work at all. It just brings down that vibe and people think, oh, it's not this stuffy profession where everyone's older and they sit behind mahogany desks. There are things I can do. I can come to this conference, I can be virtual. I can WebEx into the conference. You and I are doing this. We're in different states right now. There are so many other ways to To get involved and to start to to work with people, I think you have to look outside of maybe how you attended a conference in the past to start to see that not enough, but there are different people at the conferences and go up and meet them, have conversations with them, learn about how they do their business, what they're doing that's different, what challenges they face.
2: And so I I think that's excellent advice. And it's so easy to fall back onto what we already do. So whether you're in this profession and you're going to the conferences you've always gone to, even if the challenge is just pick one that's different, go to a women's advisors summit uh, that, you know, by Investment News or something that TD does around diversity, you know, just step outside the box. Um, But if you're listening in and, and you're somebody who's interested in this profession, do you have other ideas about how people can start to connect with these advisors who are either younger or diverse or or look different because that isn't often what you see in the advertisements or hear about. It's true.
0: It's not. And we're, we're trying to change that, right? We always say you can't be what you don't see. And if you don't see people that look like you, you don't think you have a place. Uh, but there are places. So I, I talked about XY Planning. The CFP board has has their I Am a CFP Pro campaign that showcases people who are younger, people of color, but reach out to your associations, like I'm here at the NAPFA, the National Association of Personal Financial Advisors. There's the FPA, the Financial Planning Association. They have local chapters. You can reach out. If you're trying to enter this profession, almost everyone of this profession will sit down and have a cup of coffee or have a, a Skype conversation or a phone conversation with you to talk about what you think about this profession and how you could get into it. I met a gentleman last night who is interested in this profession but he came he just paid his own way to this conference he's not a financial advisor yet but he's interested in learning about it so i gave him some tips i said you know look for the people that are in the xy planning shirts they've got a really cool model that is a virtual model and i recommended that he went to the session that i just talked about where women bosses they're all virtual they run their offices virtually and they do a lot of financial planning and so there are people out there you've got to look for it but i would also say Um, To check the associations and then each association, NAPFA has has a a next gen um, part of the association called Genesis and the SPA has next gen as well. And so that's where the people that are starting out in the profession that are younger. And I will tell you that the awesome thing about the RA profession is that everyone shares ideas. Everyone gives back. Nobody feels like anyone's a competitor. So they'll share how they started their business. Literally, we just talked about in the last session what software they use, how much they charge their clients, how many clients they have. Everything that you would think is the secret sauce that no one wants to share, everyone shared it freely because they know everyone's going to run their business differently, but there's no reason to not share how they got to where they are, how often they had to change and learn as they were going through.
2: And what I think people need to know, if you don't know this, is that... uh, RIAs tend to be very entrepreneurial, running their own business. A very different than some of the other types of financial planning and investment models that are out there. And and so, Kate, what what's flashing into my mind is a conversation I had this morning uh, with a gentleman I was interviewing for a keynote I'm doing, and it was for a women's. Initiative. I'm going in to talk to them about breaking money silence. And he said that he works at a a retail desk and that he really, as a manager, wants to have more diversity on that desk. And he struggles with the perception of what people look like that are at a trading desk. And he's working really hard to have a more diverse staff. And so we laughed about Wolf of Wall Street. But I do think a lot of people don't (laughs) consider. Uh, what the financial planning profession is actually like. I mean, there's a reason I hang out with all of you, not being a financial planner, is people (laughs) (laughs) talk, they're friendly, they're entrepreneurial. Uh, There's a lot of great women and men and people of uh, color that participate. So uh, I I think that, yeah, there's a lot to this profession that isn't just, uh, you know, an old man. And oh, by the way, an old white guy, I have some friends who are old white guys, and they're great.
0: They're awesome. And you know what? They're helping us as we look to, bring more people into, into this business. I've had great mentors. I mean, yeah, it's not, they get it. I, you know, I mean, they don't want to see all of themselves around here. There is room for all of us in this profession. And I think there are a ton of men that are, you know, helping and, and learning and asking the questions. And that's what I love is where they just sit down and ask a question of why is it different for you than me? Tell me, because there's a lot of things that people of color face or that, you know, women face that, Men don't face, so they don't think about it. And it's not their fault. If they never had to face it, why would they have thought about it? And so we've got to do that better job of also changing those perceptions and allowing people to realize what happens and what we go through to become, to be part of this profession. Um, and you're right, it's a phenomenal profession. The, the images that people see from Wolf of Wall Street, they're not, that's not this profession. Those are brokers. Those are traders. That's a salesperson. A financial planner I was talking to two of my clients last week and one of them actually said she's thinking about getting a degree in therapy because so much of her time is spent listening to clients and helping them work through issues. That money is there and they talk about that, but so much of it is about, well, what do you want to do with that money? What's your legacy? How is your, how do you want to save? And, and the other advisor we were talking to actually has a therapist on staff um, on call that he brings into meetings because it's more than just the numbers and the money. That's a part of it. But so much of financial planning is the relationship that you have, the way that you help your client get to financial freedom by helping them think through how they think about money, think through what do they want their money to do for them or do for their family, and the decisions about even, is it better to take a high-paying job that's going to give me a lesser quality of life, or do I really want to focus on my family and will maybe not buy a new car every four years. We'll wait and do it every six years. There, there's a lot of decisions and behavioral decision-making that happens in financial planning alongside the money piece. But that's why it's such a great, it's such a great spot for more diversity and more innovation so that we've got people who are having the same mindsets and having similar life circumstances so that they can serve women because we know that women control trillions of dollars in this market. We know that minorities are becoming the majority in this country, and they're college educated, and they are, they've are they got money, and they have different money culture issues. And so we've got to learn about them, and bring more of them into this profession so that we can all learn and get better skilled at serving the clients of the future.
2: So I love all of that, and I always have loved your passion around this topic and all the great work that you're doing. But where are we when it comes to the numbers of uh, men, women, and, and people of diverse backgrounds in terms of the profession?
0: Well, we are seeing some improvement. So we've seen um, TD Ameritrade um, has a, a research arm, FA Insight, and we have seen the average age of the advisor actually drop below 50. So we're seeing the ages get younger. So that's awesome. We have seen, while the percentage of female CFPs have stayed the same, we have seen more women become a CFP in the past year than ever before. We just also saw more men. So the percentages stayed the same and that's fine that we're getting more men into it. We still need to bump up the percentages of women. And we've also seen from a, a diversity perspective, we know that only three and a half percent of CFPs are racially diverse. But last year they grew at twice the rate of the other um, cohorts. So there is progress, it's starting to happen. We've got a long way to go. You know, it it is a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's just kind of a movement, right? We're going to, we're going to have to do measure this in, in a short term, a medium and a long term impact. So there's things that we're going to do today where we bring people to these conferences and we see more diversity. But then that's going to help us create a more inclusive culture so that five years down the road, we are seeing more people becoming involved and becoming involved in the associations and their speakers. And then you know, eventually 10, 15 years down the road, we'll start to see the numbers really change in a way that makes it a much more diverse profession. I, on the panel um, this morning, one of the women said, you know, her goal is to turn her business into one that helps create a place for more diverse talent to come and actually almost incubate their business, start to grow and give them like a, a soft landing so that they can start out and grow within that firm so that they can go out on their own. We've all got to start to do that.
2: And so you have been in the business for a long time. You happen to not be a financial yes, planner. I'm old. No, that's <laughs> I'm a, I'm older. We could compete over that, Kate. So, we're both not financial planners, but we're very passionate about the field. We work um you work directly in the field. I work as a consultant to the field. I, I want to know from your standpoint What has it been like to be a woman in this profession? And what are the things that you have learned along the way about yourself? And Because I know you're so passionate, not just about women, but we're going to focus on women for a second, about this being a really great place, whether you're a financial planner or you're in a position like you're in, um, for somebody who is a new graduate or someone who's looking to change careers. And I, I really do want to bust that myth open, that it's just a bunch of guys hanging out, which there's, it's fine that it's a bunch of guys hanging out in certain places, go to those certain places. But what makes it a a great profession for women? And you've already told us where to hang out.
0: (laughs) You know, it's, it's the, so we've talked about some of it, right? It's the community that exists. I mean, there is no other, I just walked through two other trade shows coming back to my room. And, you know, one was a construction trade show, and the other one was a, um, a behavioral trade show. But people are competing with each other. There's no place where you can come and have this community. You know, I, I entered this business in the 80s, and I was very much on the finance side itself. And it was more male than female. But at the younger levels, at lower levels in the firm, it wasn't as, as lopsided. So I had a bunch of girlfriends and a, a bunch of guy friends, and we all started together. And I noticed that about five years into my career that women would leave and have a child and they wouldn't come back. And it didn't occur to me until I'd been probably in this for maybe seven or eight years where I turned around and I thought, where did all my women friends go? We all started the same. We all had great career opportunities, but they've left. And there were a lot of reasons why they'd left. they left. They didn't feel supported from a, um, the perspective of being a mom at work, you know, there were still a lot of firsts when I started working, I couldn't wear pants to work. And if you wore pants, you were sent home. I mean, there were a lot, it was, it was a much different place. But as I, as I, you know, moved through my career and I realized that, and I thought, this is so sad because I have so much fun at work every day. Why isn't everyone else getting this opportunity? And I actually did train to become a financial um, planner. I took a couple parts of the CFP test. The firm I was at at the time was very much focused on me selling more so than doing financial planning. And I just, I wasn't prepared to do that. I didn't have the skills to do it. I didn't have the confidence to do it. And so I left, but I loved the idea. I always loved the idea of financial planning. I've seen what paying attention to your finances has done for my family. And so I've always thought it's so important that people have the ability to talk to someone. And so I've always been supportive of financial planners. I kid around that you know maybe in retirement I'll become one, who knows, but I think it's such a great career. It's a phenomenal career for women. We are understanding, we've got empathy. We see the bigger picture. We start to think about things in a different way that we can add a level that adds to what is already being done in financial planning today. Especially today, when we think about financial planning, everyone focuses on the investment piece and that's so commoditized. A lot of that can be done by algorithms. But when you think about what's actually happening, you are helping people change their behavior. And so much of that is that it's that coaching. It's those innate skills that women often bring to the table, like relationship building and empathy, that we need more of. And so when I look around, when I see how this has changed, I'm very gratified and very excited because I do get to spend a lot of time with with the, the younger generations, the more diverse folks, and they bring such a passion to this that they're going to help us change the game. You know, financial planning is celebrating its 50th anniversary later on this year. I'm so excited for the next 50 years because when I look at the group that are coming in, it's much more diverse racially. There's more gender diversity. And these folks are really passionate about what they're doing, how they're going to help help people and and change people's lives for the better by giving them financial planning, that I'm, I'm really excited about the growth of this business, this profession, but also how it's going to help Americans get smarter about their money because there'll be more financial advisors who are focused on people of all income levels and people who, who might not have assets to invest but yet still need the advice piece of this
2: so wow there's so much to get excited about you know I have to share this before I let you go is that I often joke that I'm not a financial planner but I could play one on TV (laughs) that I look the part and I certainly do have a financial background and started out in finance as well. We went a little bit of a different direction, but the the things you're talking about are the things that I think really do make this profession great and the innovation and the entrepreneurship. And I know that one of the things that I try to do is mentor a couple of young women coming up uh, who are interested in the profession and had an opportunity to introduce one of those to you. She's great. And I'm wondering if you have any tips for people who are listening, whether they are in the profession, whether they're interested in the profession, or maybe it's just a parent who thinks, boy, my son or daughter might be someone who would really enjoy this as a, as a career.
0: Uh, absolutely. It is a phenomenal career, and it's not about selling. It's about relationships. So I would urge everyone to to. Talk to someone that's a financial planner. If you Google financial planner and put in your zip code, you're going you're to find people. There's all different kinds of financial planners. I represent the registered investment advisor industry. They're very entrepreneurial, as you as you talked about. They're independent business owners. They're willing to talk to you. Look up financial planning degree programs at your local colleges. Talk to the program directors or students who are there. I They are so excited. And that's the the next generation. That's the future. And they're also, a lot of them will offer financial literacy classes or budgeting classes at your college campus. So if you're a parent and you're still trying to decide what your your child is still trying to decide what their major should be, encourage them to look at the financial planning program. They may have to look for it a little bit in their school because in some schools it's in the business school and in other schools it's in agricultural economics. But if it's there, it's a great um, foray. At, at the very least, you'll become a smarter consumer if you take some financial planning classes and you'll be better prepared for your own life. But I think that you'll, as you start to realize it, you'll get the bug. I sat next to a young woman at the Investment News Diversity Summit last week and she said, oh, I'm a career changer. And I said, well, what, what were you before? And she said, I was a social worker. I loved helping people, but I didn't know about this career. And when I found out about it, I got so excited because I could help people in a different way. And that's the kind of people that we're looking for. And, and so that's where I always encourage people is look for the helpers in this business. Look for the helpers because you don't have to be in this business to be that. We can train you. We can do the work, but it's, it's a place for people who want to help other people.
2: Well, Kate, I always love hanging out with you and having these types of conversations. So this is Kate Healy from TD Ameritrade Institutional. Uh, Generation Next is what she's up to. She does really cool work. Uh, Where can people find out more about you and what you're up to?
0: You can always follow me on Twitter, Healy underscore TDA. That's where most of my activity happens. So if you... If you see me on Twitter, you'll know where I am, what conference I'm at, what city I'm at, and you can pretty much follow me. And please, if, you, if you're at a conference I'm at,
2: come up and say hi. Awesome. And I have to say, Kate is truly on Twitter. It's not her team. She responds. We interact. It's awesome. So thank you, Kate, Absolutely. so much for your time and for breaking money silence with me.
0: Thank you, Kathleen.
2: So if you've enjoyed this conversation today, please check out this episode as well as others of Breaking Money Silence on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You also can shoot me an email with a question or a comment at kbk at com. And remember to share this podcast with a friend because it's the easiest way to break money silence in your life. Thanks for listening.